You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a lead play in our, in our offense. Tell the tackle, the defensive end, if he's over, if he's not, you drive down the first man to his inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. Go right by them and feel good side. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Emilio live in Tennessee down here. Just a couple redneck Tennesseans talking a little bit of Packers tonight. So, uh, Emilio, how was your day, man? What do, you, what do you got in the glass over? You got something in the glass. Don't Uh-oh. You? I got a little uh, little whiskey, whiskey Coke here. Uh, oh, Tennessee whiskey. To be exact, but I got you. Well, I'm over here on the diesel, so we'll counteract each other. I'll be yeah. talking fast, and you'll be falling asleep. That's how the thing will go. <laughs> yeah, right. correct me if I get out of hand here. All right, <laughs> you're good, man. Want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat, man. It's lit up in here. We got Omer. I'm sure I'll miss somebody. I apologize in advance. We got Omer. We got Paul Robertson. We got uh, Beard Don. All right, what's up, man? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here, Doug in the chat. A lot of good chatter in here, oh, too. Bates in there earlier. Red yeah, Moe. Everybody, the whole crew up in here. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. Blake Berry, there he is. Red Moe, like you said. We got Mr. Larry in here. Everybody straighten up. Larry's in the house. Andy, <laughs> uh, Andy APAC up in here. Good to see you, buddy. So, uh, yeah, let's just do it, man. Let's kind of talk a little Packers. First and foremost, I kind of like to open it up sometimes. I mean, you know, say what's on your mind, like, uh, and ask the other, other, you know, the co-hosts. Anything at the forefront of your mind as we get ready for this Giants game? Anything? What's the first thing that comes to mind, man, going into this uh, this game? Because I know it could be a trap game. It could be a blowout. Who knows, right? Right. I, I think the first thing you said was trap game. That was the first thing on my mind beginning of this week was, hey, we can't – they're a young team, so I'm hoping that it's not anything that has set in over time throughout the locker room where it's like, hey, you know, I don't think they've even fallen into a lull of a trap game. You know, maybe they've had that in college or something, but we haven't 
been to that point in our season or we haven't this this is a, you know going to feel like our first trap game like we've actually made improvement we've gotten to that point where hey we've you know we've got to show up or or shut up at this point um and uh, I, I just really hope that they don't fall into it i don't think this team is gonna they really don't seem like they're the type that would uh get themselves into that kind of a pickle and i really think that the coaches are on them at the same time you know keeping them straight and straight into the point yeah, I think Matt does a really good job. It's probably, you know, why it's it's so reflective on his December record, you know, being undefeated in December is right. when it comes down to it and the games really start to count, right? Your back's against the wall, whether you're 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 coming into December a little cold or you're coming in on a little bit of a hot streak like we are, you know, I, I think he does a good job of kind of keeping everything into perspective. I love it. The first thing he said in the presser this week, and I've said it over and over and over all week long, I really respect that he went to that, and I think it's very, very – good leadership. He said, listen, the reality is we are a 500 ball club. We're six and six mm-hmm. and just bring everything right back into perspective. I know that they had mentioned earlier today. Well, first of all, Blake Berry in the chat said, does anyone know if the bears still suck? Now, let's see if we can get confirmation on that. The bears still suck. Yeah. Yes, Blake, we have confirmed the bears do still suck as a matter of fact. So uh, appreciate you checking in though. And, and asking that question. Um, this right here, I thought was really cool. LaFleur tweet or LaFleur tweeted this out. Bill Huber tweeted this out. Said LaFleur said this was one of the best practices of the year. This was yesterday, guys. When you're getting the results, that makes it more fun, but you're only as good as your last game. Um, I love that that LaFleur actually came out and said this was a good practice. It's very rare that you hear about a team having a great practice, Emilio, and it not really translating on the next game day. There's right. been many times though, you could tell the the coach is irritated. And, uh, and maybe they don't get the results they're looking for on the following Sunday, right? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, you practice like you play. So we we need to play like if Matt if Matt's telling the truth there, we need to play like that practice. You know, we need to step up and show up. It was also in, uh, in Steno's uh, interview earlier. He was talking. It was one of the questions about, um, you know, Jordan Love Cannon out of plays more. They don't want him to get out of hand with that. But they also didn't really let him have access to that. So when we were, you know, complaining about it at the beginning of the season, that wasn't even in one of their repertoires. The coaches already knew, hey, this team needs to just get their feet under them. You know, we're 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 going down the bunny slope right now. We need to be able to, you know, get you know, take a green mountain, a blue mountain, a black diamond. We are nowhere near black diamond level right now. But I've seen, you know, we've seen we've gotten off the bunny hill. We've gone down blue. We're going down green probably. I'd say, you know, blue green right now. And um, the the team. As long as they keep, you know, like Matt LaFleur said, stacking blocks, you know, climbing that ladder, chopping wood, they they will come together as a team. And, we, you know, if a loss happens, it happens. But they're, they're progressing like they should at this moment. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, man. <clears throat> they're, they're starting to peak right now. Now what we're going to do is get another piece of the puzzle and see how do they perform when they're kind of at that peak performance, right? There's always another level. And like many people have pointed out, no longer are you going to sneak up on somebody. You don't beat the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs right in a row, uh, and the last two being in front of a national audience and right. not get that bullseye on your back. Now we get to see how this young team performs, how they play with that target on their back, and I think that's just absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. I, it's just Again, we wanted evaluation this year. If we make the playoffs, holy cow, man, what a blessing. That's absolutely awesome. Right. We knew it being a young team. Let's evaluate evaluate what we've got at the quarterback position. You guys know I was 
I was kind of of the opinion, like feeling bad from LaFleur, like if he loses his job, if they go out and win four or five games and he loses his job with the youngest team in the league, kind of feel like the chips are stacked against him. Here he is overperforming again, man. It's just a, it's absolutely awesome. And think about all the firsts they've knocked off. Like if you're going down a checklist, how many firsts have they knocked off this year? I mean, you could, you could pick a a slew of things. I mean, we could start from A to Z, but that's what this team's doing. And, and they're, they're doing it and winning at the same time. Um, It hadn't happened at first, but that was because we had to go through those first two, you know, Jordan loves first time seeing different zones, different reads and these defenses. And now he's actually able to see it process it and we can, we can get to the cans. So, I mean, it's just, it's great, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, man. It's been a great, great year for sure. Um, Just uh, exciting all the way around. There's no doubt about that. Derek K in the chat says there is 65% chance to make the playoffs right now. I think it's technically at 66%, but, Hey. I'll allow it, Derek. We appreciate we'll take it. it. Yeah, any anytime we get a chance to play that sound drop. You kidding me? <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Omer in the chat says 103 years now. Bears still looking for their quarterback. LOL. It's sad, man. It really is. Can't um, get past 4,000 yards. We're going to have more wins than Justin Fields in his career at the end of the year. It's just. <laughs> You love it. <laughs> Sam in the chat says, as long as the Giants can't run the ball all over us, this could get ugly. It's a good point, Sam. If somehow, some way, they jump up to an early lead and they're able to run the ball, then Joe Barry's got to make a decision. Do we want to? Do we want to be more aggressive with the run fit? Which I personally don't think they will do that, seeing that they didn't do it against Pittsburgh. And some would say, "Hey, that cost you the game." I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, but this team's definitely built to uh, to bend but not break and stop the pass and try to play with the lead. The the problem was there from like week four to week eight or whatever it was. Just couldn't get a lead early, right? And and now mm-hmm. the offense, though, boy, in that first half, they're starting to click. And and it's you know it's there's no it's no coincidence that the team's doing so well once the first half offense really started to kick in. And even even more specifically, the first quarter offense, they're chewing up like eight minutes off the clock in the first right. quarter on that first drive was just phenomenal, man. Yeah, and Steno said that in his interview. He said it, it was kind of a weird game. I think they were asking about you know uh, Yash and Walker. It was a weird game. We only had seven possessions. How are you supposed to kind of rotate them back and forth if we only have a handful of possession, three and three sort of thing? So, Absolutely. You're starting to see the theme here in the chat. Nathaniel Schneider says, I hate to be negative, but the Giants may have 250 yards rushing Monday night. We're going to talk about the PFF previews. As a matter of fact, we'll go ahead and jump into some of it. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking about their running game, why don't we jump in on the defensive side of the ball? Let me get through these chats right here. Paul Robertson says, Clayton sent Joe Barry a Christmas card this year. I sent him a couple, man. I was afraid we wouldn't get lost in the mail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got All handwritten. Yeah, absolutely. I have Mandy write them. They don't want to read my <laughs> that, that pretty cursive, you know what I'm saying? Um, the kid 88 in the chat says, we deserve to be the hunted and not hunting. This was a reload, not a rebuild. Hey, I am proud to say I didn't see that at the first of the year, the kid 88, and I'm proud to announce that I was wrong. This does mm-hmm. feel like a reload. With the youngest team in the league, one of, if not the cheapest wide receivers wide receiver rooms in the league, a chance to extend your quarterback if indeed they do pull the trigger quicker um, on extending Jordan Love, you might be able to put something similar to a Pat Mahomes structure type deal together where you can really – manipulate the cap here in three to four years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely a possibility as well. I'm getting a little ahead of myself there, but I'm telling you guys, I am excited about Jordan Love, what we've seen on tape the last three weeks. It's it's yeah. really, really been very, very encouraging. There's no two ways about it. 
Um, all right, let's do this, Emilio. Let's jump in. We're going to jump in defense first, like we said. Um, first, well, I apologize. Let's do this first. Let's hit the injury report real quick because we had some changes. Guys, I'm not going to read them all off. You know we read them yesterday. But the two changes, it seems like, that are that are highlighted in bold right here, okay, is yesterday Elton Jenkins was limited with the shoulder. Today he did not participate, something to keep your eye on, okay? Darnell Savage yesterday did not participate with the chest injury. He was limited today, okay? And you got some big names on there, obviously, Jair. I don't want to dive too much into the Jair story. There's a lot of rumors going on out there that, that it, it may not be the injury, and he's kind of holding back a little bit. They asked him that today in uh, in the locker room, and he just shot it down and said, no, that's not true. Well, all he said was they they said, is this strictly injury-related? And he said, yeah, is, is, is essentially what the question was. So I don't want to dig too much into that and try to start rumors and all that, but um, I think there's a chance he plays on Monday night. There's also a chance he doesn't. It mm-hmm. sounds like he wants to play. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. But Devondre Campbell, obviously limited. Um, you know, for participation now is Josiah DeGore. I think we're probably expecting to see him active. Um, is there anything else on that list that kind of worries you um, on the Packers side, Emilio, that you think, ah, man, I-, I think he may be out and that could hurt us? Or are you feeling pretty good about it? I mean, I think I'm feeling all right on it. Uh, the only thing I would say is, you know, Elton. But like Barry was saying in his press, this is their this is their – Friday or I mean like this is their Thursday tomorrow will be their Friday sort of thing so they're you know they're they're kind of a day behind with it being on a Monday game maybe it's maybe you know they just don't want Elton to get to get worse going into the last practice or something like that but again you know everyone's still there everyone's still showing up everyone's still you know wanting to play it's just or how how nagging are these how much are they going to affect them not being on the field can they give that 100 percent definitely yeah, Doug in the chat says Quay with a question mark. I'm assuming he's asking. So Quay with the shoulder injury did not participate yesterday. He did not participate today. So there's a good chance he misses. Um, you know, I showed on Chalk Talk. He 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 didn't have a great game. Um, wasn't very aggressive in the in the in the run defensive side of the ball game. Um, was slow to slow to his run fit. Uh, you know, played with bad technique. There was just a number of different things that really popped out to me. I think McDuffie being plugged into that lineup, I would much rather I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I would much rather it be Quay Walker and McDuffie than McDuffie and Devondre Campbell, just based off of what we've seen from Dre this year, whether he's not fully healthy or whatever the case may be. Right. But uh, nonetheless, we're, we're probably going to see McDuffie would be my would, guess. Would you put Dre back at Green Dot or would you put McDuffie at Green Dot? Ooh, man, I'd have to put Dre at Green Dot. That's what I was thinking. Because maybe maybe McDuffie can play a little bit more free, or maybe Dre doesn't have to try to be that free player, and he can go back to Dot responsibilities. Maybe he likes sitting in the field middle more, and with him being outside, he doesn't like it as much. I don't know, but um, I, I think I'm right there with you. Put Dre at Dot and let McDuffie eat. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I see it too. Andy A. Pack in the house says Goot has eaten crap from everyone for three years. If we end up finishing this run at ten or eleven wins, does he deserve GM of the year? I think he's definitely in the conversation. I mean, when you talk about trading away a four-time MVP, right, and and, and starting a a first-year starter at quarterback. And then on top of that, you've got the youngest team in the league with however many rookies there are starting. I mean, you got several undrafted free agents that have have now really, uh, you know, played a role this year. Right. Yeah, Andy. I mean, I've been as critical of Goody as anyone this year, but you've got you've got to put some spec on his name when it comes to 
him potentially being GM of the year if indeed they do finish with 10 or 11. If they get to 11 wins, boys, I'm just going to throw my hands up and go, I don't know a damn thing about football yeah. anymore because I did not see 11 coming. I said that six. That was my guess. My guess was 11, but it was more of a hope, you know, shoot right. shot in the dark sort of thing. Let, if, if we could do that, I would be the happiest kid alive kind of thing. But um, yeah. I, I don't know how we can't be excited about it. And and like you said, he's had some good finds. He's had people show up. He's had seventh rounders play. He's had fifth, sixth, fourth. And, you know, they're and they're performing. It's just we weren't getting notice until now, until we start making waves. Yeah. Omer in the chat said, if Goot uses his 14 picks in this draft as well as he did the last two seasons, we'll be in a Super Bowl next year. It's hard to argue with that. I mean, he has absolutely crushed his draft here lately. There's no doubt. I mean, I'm telling you, going into the season, really immediately following the draft, you know, I don't like to do draft grades or anything like that. I think it's silly to pretend like you understand, well, this team actually had a bad draft, although they invested tens of millions of dollars into those scouts, into that, that whole staff. And to pretend like I would know more than them is just, I mean, it's its asinine, right? When I looked at the Packers draft class at the end of the draft, I went, Goody navigated that so well. I mean, he was in his freaking bag, man. Right. Over to land Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, all these guys. And, and I know Musk has been banged up and hurt, and probably there's a good chance we won't even see him the rest of the year, right? But um, he, I don't know, even Tucker Kraft, man, it's just fun to watch these guys go out there and play. And, and Jordan just continuing to stand in that pocket until things really kind of cleaned up. And now it seems like we've gotten to that point. But uh, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's exciting, man. All right, let's talk about the defense. You know, we were just talking about stopping the run, right? People have got this big this big idea that, that Saquon Barkley is just lights out this year, and it's just really not the case, guys. And I'm not trying to, to spread false hope here. I'm just simply pointing out with the PFF grade, Saquon Barkley is only a 68.4 this year. You know, in the past, he's been in the 80s, right? He's been one of those guys that's just a, a game-breaker. Now, we all know this team has played really bad. Now, that you would think that would be very indicative of the fact that the, the roster just isn't that that good. There's not as much talent on this roster as they might have might have hoped going into the season. But, you know, with the way PFF grades, Barkley at a 68.4, it's not like he's just going out there and playing gangbusters, right? Like, he, right. you know, and even DeVito, everybody's excited about DeVito because I think he's won two games or whatever it is, right? His PFF grade is 57.7. And I'm not trying to pretend like we're going to boat race the Giants. I'm just simply pointing out that some of the things that I hear, and then I come and look at this, and I go, what in the world? And then I look at the tape, and I'm going, yeah, the last couple games that they've played, quote, unquote, well, the other team played like absolute garbage. Like when they right. beat the Patriots, I don't even think the Patriots scored a point a million. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, that uh, was a tough game. That was a tough game to watch. And and still, I mean, how how mad were you know Packers fans when Love was down in the fifties, right? You know, right. with the performance of you know him in the fifties. So so it's it's all how you see it. Um, and honestly, I think they're looking at it more of when Rodgers hurt his thumb last year and threw us off track when we were over in London. So I, I think that's the Barkley they're seeing. And like you said, it's he, he's a, he obviously he's a good player. You know, he's, he's great for his team, but he just hasn't been performing at that sort of level this year. Yeah, definitely. You got to give him, you got to hit him with it right here, Emilio. Red Mo says, DeVito. DeVito. You're allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to do it. There you go. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed. Yeah, I, I got permission. Yeah. The two of them. <laughs> I love watching Pat McAfee and the boys because uh, he's got two uh, pretty, uh, 
pretty uh, – I don't know what you how, how you would refer to it. Two guys that he grew up with, good close friends that have a lot of Italian blood in them. And he's, he says that his DNA test came back to like less than 1% Italian. So, so he's out there doing it. And every time – Every time those guys get mad at him, right? Frankie Moraldo in the back yeah. or whatever, you know. <laughs> it's just hey. so yeah. Nick, I think it's actually Nick, but he I love how when 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 Pat wants to point out that he's uh that that Nick is Italian, he always refers to him as Frankie Moraldo. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So for those of you who are going, what in the heck are these guys talking about? That is uh that is their quarterback DeVito's celebration when he scores a touchdown. He does the whole the whole Italian hand gesture. So I like it. I'm here for it, man. I like it when, uh, you know, I grew up in the nineties when people were going to get mad at me, but like with, with Terrell Davis, right. Mm. Um, you know, with the, the mile high salute and then the Lambo leap, of course. And I just love all the personalized celebrations. I really do. Um, so when we look at their offensive line, when we're talking their running game here, right. Uh, left tackle Thomas, 79.9 left guard Pew, 48.3. Their center center Schmitz jr. Is fifty point four. Um, I didn't even know that name right there. Is that Breederson at forty three point seven and Phillips at fifty five point five at the tight end position? You got Bellinger at forty seven point eight and Kager at fifty seven point nine. And like we said, Devito at fifty seven point seven. Guys, PFF has crapped all over the Giants. There's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amelia, are you? I just I'm not worried about this running game. Not that we should overlook them by no stretch of the imagination. When you look at our front three, you know, they're not grading out, you know, very well either. Though Kenny Clark, one of the best pass rushers in the league, there's no doubt about it. But his run defense brings his overall PFF grade down to a 67.9. TJ Slayton a 58.1. He started hot, kind of cooled off. Devontae White at a 62.8. If indeed they go with those three guys. And we know Carl Brooks is getting more snaps. However, Carl Brooks had a setback this last game. When you tack in the outside linebackers into that front five, though, where we like to play that 34 jam whenever they do go to a 12 personnel. You got to throw Gary in there at 83.8 and then Preston Smith at a 71.2, and obviously they'll be rotating in and out, Lucas Van Ness and Kingsley and Ibarre. But are you worried about this run game, man? How do you feel about it? I mean, maybe if they're running to the left. But besides that, I I don't think that, you know, they have anything that we can't compete with it's not like they're not going to get yardage all right they're, they'll probably rush for 100 150 i would say but it, but again we've seen that before we've seen what happens with ben don't break maybe we get a couple more turnovers maybe we get a fumble you don't know what's going to happen um you know once the game gets going right now looking at it i would say i'm not as worried but they are going to run the ball on us uh but again we got to pick our poison what do we want to stop you know do we sell completely out to the run and then maybe Barkley still kills us in the pass game? Or do we, you know, maybe just stick with the pass game, you know, like you were saying, do a couple more run blitzes um, and, you know, and approach it sort of like that. Uh, and, and Barry was talking in his interview about being multiple, like the four, you know, being able to send five, six, you know, they, he said he, they always have a, a seven man blitz uh, in the bag, but being able to still play a game with seven in coverage and only bringing four, he said, that's, that's been, you know, amazing for them. So really it'll just, you know, come down to who on the, you know, the front line wants to step up and make some plays, but I don't think that it's going to get out of hand. Yeah. And, you know, many people are, I've I've heard and many people that I respect too. I'm talking about former players, people on Twitter that I follow and have a lot of respect for, love their breakdowns, love their football knowledge, know way more about the game than me. I've heard them say, I I just wish they would have played, uh, played the Pittsburgh Steelers to, uh, from from the standpoint of we're going to make Kenny Pickett beat us. 
And when I watched the tape, what I seen was the two explosive plays they hit in the passing game. We were impressed, man. So mm-hmm. it's like you can't be more aggressive in that regard, right? right. So, you know, to, to sit here and say, well, we need to learn our lesson from Pittsburgh, I'm kind of going, I don't know what else they could have done different. You know, Matt LaFleur talked about how everybody was assigned to one gap. You know, one back equals one gap. He always talks about that. And even with that one gap, they just weren't gap sound. They they, they didn't show a lot of discipline in the run defense, uh, they yeah. being the Packers defense. So, In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You know, I, I think you're probably going to see them play the Giants uh, very similar that they played the Steelers. Really, the difference in that Steelers game, the reason we didn't win was the offense down the stretch there. The defense kind of stood tall there towards the end. And, uh, of course, you know, Jordan threw the interception in the end zone late in the game. And uh, I think we got a different Jordan Love now. But uh, what do you think as far as the front five there? Anything else stick out to you before we kind of move? Well, let's let's talk about the linebackers. I'll get your take there. Uh, Quay Walker, if he does go, 63.4. Dre Campbell's a 67.8. So you see he's now passed. Um, Quay Walker actually been ahead of him for a little bit now as far as PFF is concerned if Quay doesn't go 
I'd like to know what McDuffie's grade is. Maybe we'll try to pull that up here in a second, seeing that it looks like Quay might be trending towards missing the game. But anything else you want to hit on there before we go to 11 and our and our nickel defense? Um, no, I mean you talked. We talked about it in chalk talk. When when that D when that D front is t- eating up double teams, we have to fill those holes. Like Matt was saying, everyone's got a gap. We have to be able to fill those run holes. That that's where that's where we saw some of those those explosive plays happen. But I don't think that if you know, I think that if Mc, McDuffie's in there, I don't think that it's going to get out of hand. I think he's going to you know be a little proactive on the run game. And if it's just that one person that creates that spark for the team. You know, everybody that's in the NFL, Barry said this too. He said, everybody that's in the NFL is a start. You got starters and starters in waiting. So it's not like, it's not like they're terrible. You know, it's not like we got, you know, um, you know, me, uh, you know, got a spare landscaper over there about to hop in to, to play, you know, middle linebacker, right? It's not like, it's not how it happens. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's what Coach McCarthy used to say all the time, too, in Green Bay. He'd say there's no there are no bad players in the NFL. There's good players and there's great players. And sometimes the difference between a good player and a great player is the position that the coaches put them in. Right. And in the scheme in which do they fit that scheme or not, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But I know we got a bunch of people in here right now. I hate to ask, but if you guys don't mind, if you like this kind of content, hit that like button for us. So other Packer fans can find this uh, this channel and this content. If you don't like it, just change the channel and pretend like you didn't even see us, all right? We appreciate you swinging through. But yeah. um, So uh, nickel defense, they're 11 personnel. The only thing it changes, you pull a tight end out, you put Robinson in to the slot there at 61.6. Obviously, Keyshawn Nixon now steps in, and he is going to be uh, grading out as a 63.8. Right now, we're currently showing Ballantyne on the boundary there, along with Ballantyne on the other side. So when you look at the matchup with wide receivers, obviously their highest grade wide receiver at the moment is Jalen Hyatt, the rookie. Okay, he's grading out as the 65th best wide receiver in the league. That's just below what I would consider a starting caliber. So nothing to ride home about, but still, you know, he's got speed. He's got talent. 66.1 is his PFF grade. Like I said, Robinson in the slot at 61.6 and Shepard on the other side at 50.3. Now, uh, with Valentine 60.2, like we said, Keyshawn Nixon 63.8 and Valentine 64.6. When you slide back to the safety position, Jonathan Owens, 54.6, um, not been playing great. You know, he's had a couple of huge plays, which I think we would all agree we appreciate, right, especially in the, at, the, at the moments that they, they've they come in. Um, and we also appreciate Simone Biles taking some of the shine away from Taylor Swift. you got to love For that. Sure. But uh, Darnell Savage, 67.0, obviously coming off his best game of the season. I know he's been banged up pretty much all year. But if he continues to play like he did that last game, Emilio, um, you're probably going to see him jump into the 70s and, some of us are going to be going, they might just bring him back. <laughs> so it is what it is. Now, at the tight end position, like we mentioned during 12 personnel there, Bellinger at a 47.8, obviously nothing to ride home about. What sticks out to you here when we go uh, 11 personnel triggering our nickel defense here? Just happy that, uh, you know, Keyshawn's been stepping it up and that we've seen, you know, progress there. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't just return kicks. I'm happy that he's gotten past, you know, a couple of hiccups. And I want to see, you know, we need to keep laying the lumber. Same with Owens. You know, if your grade's going to be that low, I want to, you know, I want to see, you know, spit, you know, it's not bubble stuff like that flying. If if your grade's going to be that low, let's make sure the tackling stays up. But um, again, we, we take out, uh, we take out Slayton. You got uh, Brooks and Clark in there and you know, Brooks has been tearing it up. So uh, I mean, it's just it's good to see that the defense is still kind of coming together. We're still, you know, everybody's been counting us out, but they've just been they, you know, the 
the elder statesmen on the team have been holding it down. Yeah, no way, no days, uh, no doubt about it. Let's go to the chat here real quick. We got number one Packer fans said, I heard a comment today. Romeo needs to do more as a wide receiver for this team. All he has done since the Bears game is catch touchdowns. He needs to do more for this team. Guys, any thoughts on this? What I'm seeing on tape with Romeo Dobbs, it seems like at least 65. Oh, I did say it. I didn't even mean to, but we got to hit it. At least 65% to 75% of the time. What I'm noticing with Dobby is he's the go guy. They're sending him deep, right? And there's some choice routes involved there a little bit too. But that seems to be his role in this offense right now, you know, is stretching him across the field, sending Christian deep on, on the opposite side as well as some deep crossers to uh, to kind of differentiate or to, to try to separate himself from the defense um, with his speed. And, of course, Wicks is just playing lots out. Jaden Reed's been a pleasant surprise. Um, Malik Heath, you know, there are a couple games he's played. You know, that juke he threw. Oh my God, man. Oh my god, that video. That yeah, video I was, tweeted something on Twitter, man. That oh, video was hilarious. Man. That was the best, the, the best thing I've seen all day. That was unbelievable. I wish we could play it. There's a little bit of language in it, but man, it cracked. Well, check it out. You yeah. have to, you have to. I mean, I was dying laughing. That was that was great. But um, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's kind of my thoughts on Romeo Dobbs. Is to me, he seems to be that that guy they're sending deep and running some clear-out routes for the younger guys underneath. And I'm sure they're looking for a one-on-one matchup and an opportunity to hit him. But what do you think about Romeo? To me, I think he's played pretty good, you know? Mm -hmm. All I was going to add to that was I think that it's because Love trusts him the most. It's like, all right, we're putting our most experienced guy. I'm just going to send him on a streak because he knows if he sees something and we've got that chemistry that, hey, throw the arm up. I'm not hitting my curl anymore. I'm I'm hitting the fade and touchdown. But – how is it a bad thing, um, you know, that all he's done since the Bears game is catch touchdowns? How is that a problem? If he's also the guy that is quiet in the locker room but will speak up when needed and carries himself the way he does. Like, that is a dude you want next to you when you're lining up 100%. Absolutely. I completely agree, man. Completely agree. Paul Robertson in the chat said, for context, about a quarter of the league is limited in practice. That's a fact. We just notice it because it's our favorite team, guys. There's injuries right. all across the league tim reese in the chat appreciate you swinging through buddy he said what was the celebration that lvn did with the bow and arrow sorry if i should know that lol um i didn't say lol but he did exclamation points Uh, what it was was travis kelsey his celebration is the bow and arrow right and i never noticed him doing it until taylor swift did it in a concert so maybe he was doing it before and maybe she started doing it i don't know but if you guys didn't see on twitter tim Um, Sunday Night Football's Twitter account posted a picture of Kelsey standing on this huge hill that's next to Lambeau Field. You know, the huge hill that actually doesn't exist. But (laughs) he's standing on this hill, and he's kind of got the the bow drawn back, right? Um, That's what LVM was doing. He sacked Pat Mahomes on that first down, and he drew the bow back. And I went, let's go, baby. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, they had Kelsey standing on the Smokies. My man was way out of line. (laughs) Smokies. (laughs) (laughs) He's down here off of Alcoa <laughs> Highway hanging out. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. That's a long shot to make with a bow. Wisconsin are going. The accents are bad. No, what the hell is Alcoa Highway? <laughs> we call it I Kill You Highway because I'm telling you, man, it is one of the most dangerous roads you will ever mm-hmm. drive on. Am I right, Emilio? Oh, it's brutal. And with the construction going on, you might as well have no, sh- no shoulders. I mean, imagine lines and you're just bump and run. Speed limit somewhere around 135 mile an hour. <laughs> Ooh. Unbelievable. Um, let's see what else we got here. Omer in the chat says 69 sacks allowed over do- double digits worse than the next team in the NFL rankings. Somewhere right now, 
Rashawn Gary heard you say that, and he is licking his chops. I guarantee. Yeah, he's like, all right, mask engaged. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Matter of fact, I was supposed to have a new video to hit y'all with. I need to get oh. that done tonight. I have the stop playing with them drop, so we got that coming up from Gary. We need to get that in here for sure. Uh, Paul Robertson in the chat says, this O-line doesn't have enough diesel to sustain many drives. Would you say Got to have that diesel, man. If you ain't got that diesel, then you need that John Deere. You know what I'm saying? John Deere green. On a hot summer night, he rode Billy Bob loves Charlene. <laughs> I mean, look at that hat, too. You know what I'm saying? It's not look like he just got that off Amazon. Dude, the fact that he knows the words without having to read anything, I was just like, that's real. Mm-hmm. He's not acting there. That's real. My man mm-hmm. loves farming on the computer, of course. But uh, yeah, I hope he's farming up some yards there on Monday night, man. I love watching that dude run this time of year, dude. He mm-hmm. is just I mean, it'll be chilly. Yeah, right. The pads will be popping. Omer in the chat said Dexter Lawrence the second is like Gary, a game record. Avon Thibodeau has 11 sacks in nine games. Those boys can cause problems. Remember what we talked about before, right? When you have someone who can play a four eye with a wide nine in conjunction with it, you can force some solos. I don't know if Dexter Lawrence will be playing any four eye, but if he is healthy enough to play, you're right, Omer. He is a problem. Matter of fact, we're going to bounce back real quick and look at that injury report. That's one I wanted to hit on. I'm going to drop that comment down. Appreciate you, Omer. Um, let's see what it says here for Dexter Lawrence. Hamstring injury, limited on Thursday, limited on Friday. So there's a chance he can go, but you know how hammies are. Uh, I think it was right. my I said, y'all better pray to sweet baby Jesus that thing tightens up for Monday night because he is, he's a game wrecker. He's what you refer to. Michael Lombardi refers to him as a Tuesday player. And people hear that and go, what the heck's that mean? That's one of those that you have a whole meeting scheduled uh, on Tuesday, getting ready mm-hmm. for the game plan coming up that we have to stop this guy. We have to take him out of the game plan. And when you put that much focus on one type of player like that, it means you can free up solo blocks for someone like a Thibodeau. Right. There's no two ways about that. Uh, I know we got a bunch of people in here right now. If you would hit that like button for us so other Packer fans can find this channel and this uh, content. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on this Friday night. Y'all could be anywhere in the world hitting the club, carrying around a drink you probably can't afford. And instead, you're in here listening to us uh, talk Packers. We appreciate you swinging through. Um, let's see here. This last chat and then we'll go to the opposite side of the ball. Red Mo says, I don't think we can stop Barkley, but if we can slow him down early and get ahead, Early like the last few games, they won't be they won't just be able to feed him all evening. If he mm-hmm. eats early, they will stick with it. Um, yeah, it's kind of what we hit on just a second ago, Red Mo. I think that's a pretty good assessment. Uh, right. Got to play with the lead in this game more so than any probably any other game you played this year. And I right. love the fact that the listeners, Emilio, they're not overlooking this game either. Everyone's kind of like, all right, we recognize this could be a trap game, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the team probably recognizes it too. And maybe that's how they approach it. Maybe you know, if everybody thinks we're going to win out, maybe they approach each of these next games as a trap game and say, "Hey, you know, if if this if this mentality works moving forward, whatever we've done, you know, as long as it the outcome comes the way way we think, um, you know, they can take this approach moving forward." But this is their first time, like I said, falling into a trap game or a so-called trap game. So, what are they going to do? How are they going to process it? Right. Number one, Packer fan said, "I'm in the club right now, still watching LOS." <laughs> Yeah, that's it. All right, let's do this. Uh, Let's look at the opposite side of the ball here. Let me drop that down. Trying to navigate through this 
clown of a show of a program. Um, all right, let's go to the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, uh, PFF grades. All right, this is our 12 personnel, which will trigger their 34 base, okay? From left to right on the offensive line, we got Rasheed Walker, 65.1. Uh, Elton Jenkins, 66.2. Keep in mind, he's mispracticed the last two days. Josh Myers at a 64.7. John Runyon at 51.9. Some people are going, where is my Sean Ryan at? Mm-hmm. He's, he's there if we need him, all right? Um, Zach Tom, 78.1, the 13th highest graded tackle in the league. If you cut, if you cut that into in half, you're looking at what 6.5. So he, let's just round it down and just to, to be conservative. He is the seventh highest graded player at his position amongst everyone else in the league at a right tackle on an average basis. That's really cool, Emilio. For someone who's a late round pick, Ryan Schlipp called that. Pack Daddy called that one when they, he was, it was like a week before the draft. He was like, this Zach Tom guy's interesting. Bang, they took him, and he's been a stud, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's how our offensive line looks. Obviously, Tucker Craft, 50, uh, 51.8. Ben Sims, 65.6, just continuing to, to hold that grade up. I'm excited to see him uh, moving forward, uh, You know, kind of make the best of a bad situation with Musgrave being out. Right. On their side of the ball, uh, with their 34 front, you have Rochez, I think is how you say it, 43.1. Davidson at nose at 56.9. Robinson at left in at 55.1. Then you've got Ward at left outside linebacker, 40.7. Remember what Omer said about the sacks with Thibodeau, right? Got like however many sacks it was in, in the last eight or nine games. His, his PFF rate is 59.8. What's that tell you? That means he's probably not playing schematically sound. He's probably not too effective in the run game, and he's just getting after the quarterback, right? Um, so – I feel a lot better about our running game in this game. I think there's a good chance that we could run the football on them. Now, when you go to the next level, though, with those inside linebackers, McFadden, 69.2, fairly decent grade. And then I think it's – I don't even know how to say it. Okareki, maybe? Okareki? Yeah. Okay. 82.2 – I should know the name. 82.2, the ninth mm-hmm. highest graded linebacker in the league. What sticks out to you here, or uh, Amelia? I always want to call you Omer with the chat. Uh Honestly, yeah, Thibodeau's been putting up those those sacks, but they're um, bottom 32 on their outside linebackers. So he's 82nd out of 110, and, and Ward's 108 out of 110. So, you know, I think the wide zone the wide zone is going to be what Matt's going to try to try to approach. We're going to try to get some split flow going uh, and and try to get him side sideline to sideline because they are strong in the me- middle of the field in the second level and in the third level. Um, so what we need to do is get locked up with that first, the first, you know, the D line, all that, and then break out to the sideline. Let's try to, you know, spread them horizontally rather than uh, try to, you know, beat them up the seam sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Derek K in the chat says best program on the net guys. Hey, we appreciate the kind words, buddy. Thank you so much appreciate for hanging you, out. Um, so let's see here. When you look at the wide receiver position, let's go ahead and trigger 11 personnel and their nickel defense, all right? So let's switch that up. Ben Sims comes out. Jaden Reed goes in, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the wide receiver matchup across the board. First of all, Romeo Dobbs, 70.9, right? Jaden Reed in the slot, 70.2. Dontavian Wicks. Obviously, Christian Watson's going to be out this game. I think we all would agree that's probably the most likely scenario. Dontavian Wicks, 73.8. Dontavian Wicks is currently the highest graded wide receiver on the entire Packers roster. Obviously, Tucker Craft at tight end 51.8. When you look at their corners here, Jackson, one of the boundary corners, 45.0. Absolute cheeks. 
-hmm. Banks on the opposite side, 48.5. They're competing with each other. Who who is the most cheeks? Yeah, they're bottom 10 corners in the league. Bottom 10 out of 119 people. I can't tell. I think that says flat or flat maybe. 67.1. Flat, 67.1 in the slot. You know, as much as we want to run the football because their front's kind of weak, I'll tell you what, man. Listen, their safety, obviously strong safety. McKinney, 81.3, solid grade there. Pinnock on the other side, 65.7, not bad. 38th highest uh, graded safety in the league um, with, like I said, McKinney being the ninth highest graded. Um, Probably going to throw the ball around the yard a little bit if the weather's fine. I think as it sits right now, it's supposed to be somewhere in the upper 30s and and pretty clear weather, Emilio. What uh, what sticks out to you here with uh, our 11 personnel against their nickel, man? Uh. Three top 50 wide receivers and uh, two um, bottom 10 corners. Uh, they do have that slot corner, like I said, but that's the inside. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if they run a lot of middle field close, we might be in business. Uh, we, we can work something up the sidelines. We can work, you know, those outs that, that Jordan likes, you know, those, uh, those flag routes kind of thing. Um, but the um, honestly, I'm just excited to see that we have a lot more green on the offense. Uh, you know, and uh, especially compared to uh, the Giants offense. But again, it's about how they, they come out and perform. You know, we can look at numbers and colors all day long. But what, what happens when they're when they're on the grass, you know, bet- between the hashes? Yep. Um, I see Andy Pack in the chat says, much like love, I think Matt LaFleur has this game circled. They beat us last year in London. I think he'll be in his bag. Um, yeah, that that's kind of personal too, man, over there in front right. of the London crowd. We got such a huge fan base overseas too that I, I wanted to win over there so bad for those people mm-hmm. they, we follow uk and irish packers on twitter such a passionate fan base it seems like every year they make a they make the trip over to see lambo and uh, just a phenomenal group of fans it sucked to to have to hold that l there in london last year yeah it might be one of those games andy where if you do get a lead you just you stick like like jordan said on his ig post put your put your foot on their throat right right do we put up our first 40 burger Hey, that was be- better now than never, right, man? Hey. And that's it. That's what we want to see is not not getting complacent, not getting happy with 24 points and carrying it out. Let's let's march down the field every chance we get to score a touchdown. That is the name of the game. Score more points than the other team. Bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Omer in the chat said, Wicks and Heath both dandy blockers. Torrey does well for an undersized guy, too. Goody's put a heck of a wide receiver room together, man. There's no no doubt about it. Um, I'm excited to see them grow together. Since we were talking about offense, just got a quick clip, about a minute long. This was from Good Morning Football, and this was A.J. Dillon was on there. And he just talked a little bit about how the team is gelling, that type of thing. Let's check it out again. This was Good Morning Football. You can find it on Twitter on their account. Go like it, subscribe, retweet it, all that good stuff. Here we go. It out two and five, and you've won three of your last four. You currently hold the final wild card spot in the NFC. Was there a specific moment where the attitude shifted, or something that maybe transpired in a locker room, a conversation, players only meeting that just got things to start to click? Yeah, uh, you know, I think it more so is just kind of, you know, we all have been bought into the same goal. Uh, we all wanted to get to a position where we could put ourselves in our ultimate goal and going to play. Uh, for a Super Bowl at the end of the year. And I think, um, you know, week after week, even when, you know, things weren't going our way or it wasn't looking good, we were just like, hey, we got to get better. Um, And we just got to keep doing our stuff and trust the process. And, I mean, even when we do win, we have that same mentality. We come in here and we work. And so 
uh, things are just starting to fall together, uh, fall into, uh, together for us. Love it. That's the farmer himself, AJ Dillon, out there. He took. I was a- laughing. What What if he just had the hat on for that and oh would have died? Absolute legend if he pulled that off on yeah. NFL Network, man. Um, you know, like he said, I think that the the mindset there in that locker room is win, lose, or draw. Same attitude. Come in, work your tail off. We got to get better, whether we mm-hmm. win or lose. Um, AJ Dillon, man, I want to see him back. And yeah. the way the market is, the running back market right now, and the way he loves Wisconsin. I'm telling you, he's going to give you a discount. There's no two ways about it. And then I love what Jennifer says here. She said, I love the mayor of Door County. Absolutely. Um, I just want to see him back in green and gold, man. Um, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have him test the market. I think he'll go out and try to try to get a better offer. And uh, I don't think it'll be there. I really don't. Right. What do you think, Amelia? You think, think they can get him back at a reasonable price? My number is somewhere around two and a half to three million per I'd be totally cool with having AJ back, especially showing how much he can contribute in the passing game this year. Right. And honestly, the way he's been growing, the chance is if he tears it up the rest of this year, you know, because he's he's our main back, you know, the focus back, we're going to keep the carries off uh, Jones. If he tears it up. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Maybe he does get a couple looks from another team, but I would still be fine. You know, like you said, two, three. I would be, I, I don't want to go crazy four or five, you know, but I, I think it's worth it. It's sort of that, you know, the mentality that's already, you know, built into him. He's a hard worker. He's a, he's a grinder. He knows what the team, you know, expects. He knows what the, the team, you know, um, you know, deserves effort wise. And if Jones is on his way out, you know, you know, love him. Uh, if he is on his way out, someone we, we're going to have to have a veteran uh, to at least sort of guide him. And not even that, I mean, it's not like he's that old. So we, we need to have a back that's, um, you know, that is experienced in, in the league. Uh, we can't always just, you know, keep rotating, uh, you know, free agents. I mean, I, I know they turn out once in a while, but why, why have to teach them a new offense every single, you know, every single week or every new month we get a new back sort of thing. Yeah, and what you're seeing with A.J. with the the better pad level he's playing with, harder hitting, it reminds me of somebody, an old, an old uh, lacrosse player back in the day. Check this oh, out, guys. Tell me if you guys recognize this cat right here. Look at this hit right here. Bang. Let's, let's get it one more time. Let's get just a better angle here. Let's let's hit it right here a couple times. <laughs> Who is that masked man? Look at that, boys. You kidding me? That's right in the window. That's above hey, the hips, below the shoulder. Keep your mouth shut for a minute, Amelia. We got another one right here. Look at Uh-oh. this. Bang. <laughs> People are going, why in the world are y'all showing lacrosse hits? Yeah. I'll explain here in just a second. We got a third one for you. Let's clean this poor guy up. He's looking out his ear hole. Oh, God. That can't be oh, legal, man. Amelia. 
that cannot be legal. I got a flag on each one of them. <laughs> and for those of you wondering, that is Emilio. Was that college? Was that high school? Yeah, it was college. It was college. College, college lacrosse player here, just absolutely cleaning people's clocks. Man. Mm. It doesn't get any better than that. So speaking of pad level, you got to hit it, man. You got you got to get that pad level right. And uh, I love it, dude. I love it. When you shared that the first window. time. Yeah, you hit him in the window. I mean, there's a lot of air that gets built up in the chest. You know, if you take the air out of them. You're so full of crap. <laughs> no, it. no, but honestly, like, dude, snot bubbles was ideal, man. If you could, I, on that first one, that kid, I mean, I I, I kind of knocked the wind out of myself, but it was one of those where, like, he was on the ground, snot bubbles, like, no, nah, I'm just going to walk it off and, like, I'll worry about it on the sideline sort of thing. <laughs> but, it, but it's like Jordan Love said, man, I think the team just needed a spark, and that's, I got a penalty roughly every game. It's you big know? get a penalty. Look at this. This is you haven't seen an assault like this since OJ Simpson. Look at this. <laughs> Bang. I love it. I love how you ended in the net too. Yeah. That's the other thing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to harp on it, but watch the goalie. The goalie looks down like it's a crime scene. Watch him look down at his teammate right here. Watch this. So, oh no. Yeah, that's tough. Someone bring the stretcher. Someone to come over here. Yeah. Jennifer said, uh, is that Emilio? That is Emilio. You that know who is, that is? I'll that tell is. you exactly who that is. That right there Emilio! is. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's let's clean this chat up a little bit. We got off the tracks here. That's all right. That's what we do. Doug in the chat said, with this young team, if they draw early blood, the kids are going to want to eat. Uh, could definitely see a 30 burger. Give us that 40, man. We need that first 40 mm-hmm. of the year, like you were saying, Emilio. Omer in the chat said, Dylan's chance for the century uh, this week, provided Matt actually runs on first downs. But you know, Emilio, the best time, the best down to throw on is first down. There's no two ways about that. Derek K in the chat says, we have to not play to the level of our opponent. That's, That's definitely been an issue. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. Bleeding Greek and Gold says, Pack just has to keep the pedal to the metal, no let up, play like the Chiefs. Um, yeah, that Chiefs game, man, I, I just love it. It just didn't seem too big for uh, for Jordan Love. And I, right. I think it's going to be the same. That's the other thing, too. You know, going into New York, Monday Night Football, another national audience, it, you think he ain't got a chip on his shoulder still? He's still proving people wrong, right? Right. So Rodgers will probably be in the box. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, he'll be wa- I'm he'll be watching. The question is, is he gonna be in the stadium or not? You know, but uh it's uh you know, l- like they said, this is this is their first one that they've run into, but they don't know any better, you know. It's they're they're fresh. Send them out, just go charge the front line sort of thing. And that's that's kind of the mentality they're at. Hey, let's just keep marching forward till let's see what happens. Like what's on the other side of this? Like Right. what's way down there? I, I can kind of see it with my binoculars, but like, how do we get there? We just keep moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Emily Mack in the chat says every player needs to show up and carry their weight, whether they're a seasoned vet, rookie, AJ Dillon, Kraft, Mac and cheese. Oh man, you're making me hungry now. <laughs> By the way, if y'all ain't following Emily on Twitter, you talking about making somebody hungry, dude. She's always posting the dishes. Oh my Lord. Have mercy. I, I'm gaining weight. Watch. And it's funny too, because like it's always, it always seems to look healthy, Emilio. But I'm like, it looks so good. I would eat 10 times the amount that you should eat, and it wouldn't be healthy any longer, right? And when you're – That's me to a T. Yeah, they get you like the one-cup portions. Like they do it in like the prepackaged circle, and they set it on there. It's like, no, 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 no. Bring me two more of those things. What do you – I need like a – I need a tripod right here. Emily's going to hate me for this, but we went to the OG the other day, Olive Garden. And most Italian people are like, what are you doing going to Olive Garden? Hey, look, I'm I'm redneck like – Right here. He walked in there like this. Let me get the breadsticks. 
I'm telling you right now, that waitress, man, she is a sweetheart. She's been there for like 20, was it? No, 18 years. That's what she said. 18 years. She actually was our waitress when we were just dating. This was back in like 2004 or something. But yeah, she's got carpal tunnel after giving us cheese, bro. Because I'm just like, (laughs) that thing's spinning. Keep it going. I'm going to run to the bathroom. Just keep going. I'll be back in a second. We'll let you know when to stop. That is me. You've seen that commercial, right? Where the dude's sitting there, like, tell me when to stop. The dude's just cranking the cheese out, and the dude just, went, I mean, the guy's in a mountain of cheese afterwards. And then the pepper guy comes. That is me, dude. If you, if I need three blocks of that Parmesan on there, if you're taking, give me the thing. I'll spin it if your hand gets tired. Definitely. Larry in the chat said Emilio is a beast. And then Appreciate Eric Sutherland comes back with the real information here. <laughs> Eric Sutherland says, Emilio, best looking guy on the tubes. He said, that's my, that, lacrosse, that's my lacrosse player. It's my quarterback. <laughs> he's taken, all right, Eric? He's taken. Yeah. Sorry, man. Um, yeah. And I heard his his uh, his uh, fiance knows judo, so watch yourself, all right? <laughs> that redneck judo down here in Tennessee, too. Um, all right, we're at the 51-minute mark. Emily got us talking about food, got us completely off topic, but that's what we do here. Um, I was going to play a quick video. Matter of fact, I'm going to do it. It's going to be real. It's going to be a little bit long. There's going to be a little bit of language. This was from the McAfee show and just wanted to, you know, talk a little, a little X's and O's here for just a second. Them breaking down Bill Belichick and the things he noticed, um, you know, on tape, you know, there were several weeks ago. I don't know if you've seen it, Emilio, but. They pointed out on the McAfee show how they picked up on one little signal, they being Belichick, and they blocked the pump because of it. Yeah, the breathing, right? On the on the block. Yeah, yeah for he took the yep, took the beat. Yep. Yep. So this this right here was the the game last night, Patriots Steelers. And it was a situation where it was a fourth and like one or a fourth and two. And Bill Belichick noticed, right, that the Steelers did something. The Steelers did something where um they were essentially trying to draw people off sides on special teams in these specific situations. So Belichick before the game alerted the officials and said, Hey, they like to do this. If we get in a fourth and short situation and their, their punt teams out there, they like to do this to draw people off. You need to pay attention to it. It's different from their normal motions. Pat will break it down here with him being a punter. Obviously he's going to side on the, on the, uh, on the offensive, the quote unquote offensive side, the kicking side with the punter side. But uh, check this out. I mean, this is the level of detail that goes into NFL coaching. And this is what separates the men from the boys when it comes to top-tier special teams play, mid-tier, and that lower tier. This is the things that, that have been missing in Green Bay for quite some time. But check this out. What did you think? We were talking about this before. What the hell happened on that yeah, punt yes. false start that should have been okay. neutral zone? Okay, so let's talk about this. I'm happy that we're getting a chance to chat about this because this is something that happens every single game. And if you could pull up Chuck Pagano's tweet about it, I think this is a very real reason. So classic Bill Belichick to alert the officials before game to look for this in this exact situation. It's why he's the GOAT. Now, a lot of people responded uh, to Chuck and said some negative things. Like, how's that fake punt, Chuck? You know, and all that type oh, of stuff. Geez. But this is, this is very real. So like before games, the coaches will talk to the refs. 
and they'll say, hey, our film study tells us that number 21, he holds a lot whenever we're doing goes. So just keep an eye out for it, please. You know, just like a little seed, you're kind of dropping in there. Special teams, it happens on a very regular basis because there's minute things that are against the rules, but they can't really tell unless they're spotlighted by a coach or by a special teams coordinator. This is a Bill Belichick special. So it could even be if the holder moves his hand forward whenever he says set, that's illegal. But if the coach tells the ref that, hey, we have noticed this, this is something that we think is not fair, then the refs are going to keep an eye on it. So for Koontz, here's a snap from earlier in the year. Okay, now this is on uh, singles uh, uh, cadence or whatever it is. Look how he looks back. All right, we all set, goes down, snaps the ball. Now, they, it was fourth and three. So any team that has less than five is obviously going to attempt some, you know, little Tom fool, foolery. Yeah. Happens on offensive side, happens in special teams. That's the way it goes. So they were going to go on a double set. Okay. So the Patriots had a read on this. Boom. His head right there. That was a move by Christian Kuntz to try to make them jump. Like that is exactly what that was. And if it wasn't for Bill Belichick telling them about this, I don't think the refs call it. But as soon as this happens, Bill Belichick reminds the refs, I assume, Joe Judge reminds the ref and says, hey, he's not allowed to move his head abruptly before the snap. That is not his normal snap. We saw what it was. That is an attempt to draw us off sides. That's not legal. And if you look in the rule book, it's not. So like that is exactly what that was against any other coach against any other team that doesn't pay attention to special teams as much or doesn't care as much. I would assume that's not called, but that was certainly something that Bill Belichick brought to the attention of those refs or Joe judge brought to the attention of those refs for that exact moment. Presley Harvin was jacked up their entire special teams. Danny Smith was jacked up because obviously you feel like you're helping your team win. And this was the goal of the play. The Steelers, you know, how quick they were to jump because that's exactly what they practice. Hey, as soon as they come into that neutral zone, you touch them. This is a penalty. So do I like the call? No, at not at all. Like he should be able to move his head all he wants, but that's not their normal cadence. Normally he looks back, he looks down, he snaps it. So when he lifts his head up, that was an attempt to draw them off sides. It happened. You should be able to do that, but by the letter of the law, you're not. And it was certainly something that was spotlighted by the Patriots. Pat, so if I, that makes sense. I absolutely love it, Emilio. That that's what makes me fall in love with the game of professional football. Right. You're always looking for that little edge. And Bill Belichick, man, even with a horrible team that he's put together, there's no no denying that, right? He's the one who's built this team. Um, just uh, to go to to watch enough tape to pick up on that. That in fourth and what it tells me is Bill is watching all the tape, yes, but he's looking at specific situations all the way down to the T to what is their punt team doing when it's less than five yards? Let's see mm -hmm. if we can catch them in something. Guys, it literally costs the Pittsburgh Steelers the game. Right. I mean, when you think about it, it's pretty, pretty you saw how excited they were. They talked about it. I mean, they, they planned that. That was, that was not, they weren't ready to punt. They were ready to fake punt. You know, they were ready to draw offsides. And then if we really, really had to, okay, we'll kick it. But the, their, their reaction and everything told the story. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of like, uh, like I was telling you, uh, Rich Rich said in his interview earlier that uh, this will be the first time that they see a multiple punt formation front team. So they right. do rugby style, they do normal style. So this is a new challenge for the team. Now let's check another box for the first for this team. But okay, let's let's see how um, you know let's see how they they do coming up against this. But 
Um, you know, they've had good performers on special teams. They just need to keep showing up. You know, they need to keep having those that veteran presence, McDuffie, you know, everyone that has excelled and done well, um, still holding strong. And I think I noticed it. I, I can't remember who it was. We threw a tackle out. I want to say it was um, Yash or Zach Tom, somebody. We threw a tackle out on the wing for the field goals. You know, we just we're not even playing around anymore. Let's just, you know, let's just not we don't even need tight ends. Just get our biggest, you know, our biggest best pass blockers out there and let's just do it. You know, as the president's once said, fool me once, shame on shame on you. You fool me once, you can't fool me again. You can't can't fool me again. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. All right. Andy A. Chat, we'll end it with this. Said Emilio just reminded me of Kraft. Did you see his psycho comments? LOL. I love it. I love he said he he enjoyed blocking someone to the ground and, and, and feeling the breath leave their body is what yeah. Dr. Kraft said. I was like, man, that reminded me of another tight end that played in New England, those kind of comments. But I'm just saying. Somebody said it earlier, and I did the Pat McAfee gif of him going, like, hey, don't go there. Um, I like Tucker Kraft, man. Hey, listen, he's PFF grade, the tape, everything suggests he's got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, half the battle is putting your nose in there and being being willing to hit people, Emilio. And he, yeah. he seems like he's that guy, man. Right. What is it? Um, 90% metal, 10% physical, <laughs> you know, the, the cliche, the cliche sayings, uh, he's got the mentality for it. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's a physical game. It's a, it's a sport, you know, we're playing, we're out here to, we're out here to play ball. People are going to get hit. So, um, you know, you got to be ready for it. And he is. Definitely. Parting thoughts, man. We're going to wrap this thing up on time. We're going to do it. Y'all hit the like button for me. We've got a bunch of people in here. We'd really appreciate you doing that. Just hit that like button. Don't worry about subbing. Don't worry about anything like that. Just just hit the like so other Packer fans can find this channel. Go ahead, Emilio. What's your parting thoughts, bub? Appreciate everyone hitting the like. We need it. Uh, you know, it helps the algorithm and all that. But, uh, again, I guess I'll end it with this. Uh, the, the best thing I, I thought from, from all the interviews was Rich said this. Um, it's what the players are talking about. All right. Well, sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up real fast. One more thing Barry said was uh, he went down to the you know the the lunchroom to get food or whatever. 8 p.m. and he he heard noise from the DB room and who was in there? Carrington Valentine and AJJ. Uh, you know, grinding on some game film. 8 p.m. at night. So you know, absolutely love to see that. Love to hear that. That's what this team is, and that's you know they don't know any better. They're I'm not even going home. It's like it's like you put in you know. 10, 16 hour work days in a row. And you don't even think you're like, dude, I, I work maybe 40 hours this week. I'm nothing. We got, we got time, but uh, I love that. Absolutely love that. My last thing, Rich, he said his statement and what he's been, you know, preaching to the guys is you have to be self-confident enough to be self-critical. Yeah. So this team has to be, yeah, Hey, we're progressing. We're doing great things. This play was awesome. But what did you do on that play? Was your first step actually was with the wrong foot? You know, you're, you know, that that first reach block, you need to be inside. You know, you need to, it's all those little things. When you when did you take your hitch? You took one, you know, a half step too late. Um, you know, all those little things, they still have to be able to see through the mess and through all of the great things that they've done, you know, all the the you know, right home sort of things that they've done and still be able to pick. He said, out of your best play, take your best play this year, and there's still something that you need to improve on from that best play that you've had this year. And I think that if they keep that mentality and that sort of grind, this team has the sky's the limit, really. Um, You know, like I said, we're looking over a horizon, what's over there, and I think they're just chasing it. Definitely. Completely agree, man. It's just fun to see a young team grow, and 
once you embrace the idea of this is a, a team that's kind of, whether you want to say rebuilding or reloading, once you kind of come to grips with that, they're like, hey, there's no, no longer do you have the pressure of if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, it was a completely failed year. Like we felt in the past with Rodgers at quarterback. It's not his fault, just the reality of the situation. Right. Kind of with the house's money, man. This is the most fun I've had watching football in a long time. And it's mm-hmm. been for sure so we appreciate everybody hanging out here uh with us um here in the chat you guys were absolutely awesome uh want to let's look here we got a couple of comments here um red mo said channel has been steady growing likes have been helping out no doubt absolutely it does when i finally come to grips with i need to ask people to hit the like button i hate doing Mm -hmm. it it really does help. Right. Uh, Eric Case says great show as usual guys appreciate you buddy and donald uh I ain't even going to say the last name because I always screw it up. Donald in the chat says, first time catching live, y'all are wild. Hey, we appreciate it, buddy. Uh, um, I, I think that's a compliment, but at the same time, um, I think it's y'all a compliment. Y'all are wild. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we are. We're a good time. Yeah, I think uh, I think what he's doing is uh, looking in the chat and finding Paul Robertson and the boys and Eric Sutherland and the gang in there just screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> It gets wild in here. There's no two ways about it. It does. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, Emilio, appreciate you hopping on, man. I know Tim's traveling. It's his his dad's birthday, so happy birthday to Papa. Happy birthday, Um, my man. He should be there. That's exactly where he needs to be, having a good time and partying. Absolutely. He may may call in tomorrow. We'll see. I I gave him kind of the invitation. Like, we'll call in for a few minutes, call in. but Call in with the old man on that? What's he got to say? Let's hear hear a couple of of takes. That's what I need. I, I need to know. What I need to know is: Does uh, we know that Tim doesn't listen to Taylor Swift, but does his dad <laughs> listen to Taylor? Swift? I don't listen too much Taylor Swift. Uh, so that's that's the question we need answered. Nah, we're out of here, guys. We appreciate y'all so much. We'll be back in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, eight a.m. Central, nine a.m. Eastern for Good Morning Lambo. We're going to talk about the Giants' tendencies, both on offense and defense. What personnel they like to hang around in on offense, how much man coverage they play, how much zone coverage they play, how many times they bring four rushers, three rushers, five rushers, six rushers. Um, are they middle field open, middle field closed? All the stuff that we nerd out on uh, here on this on this uh, channel, we're going to be hitting on that in the morning. And yeah. it's going to be geared around the Giants so we can get you guys prepped for that. And game. then just to make sure, is it Saturday night or Sunday night the cutoff for um, for subs? Or Yeah, so I'm glad you reminded me of that. That's why you get paid the big bucks and so <laughs> Um, midnight Saturday, all the YouTube members. Okay. If you're a member of the, of the PTA posse, our YouTube member group, we're going to put you on a list and we're going to draw for an autograph Robert Brooks Jersey. Okay. If you guys remember uh, awesome wide receiver for the Packers back in the nineties, we're trying to dip into, uh, some of the, the less popular players, but ones that played intricate roles in some of the, uh, the dynasties that the, that the Packers have had over the years. So make sure if, if it's something you're interested in becoming a YouTube member, if you're going to do it here in the next day or two, do it before midnight tomorrow night. That way we mm-hmm. can get you entered into that contest and potentially win you an autographed jersey. So. Unless Joyce or Bates roll through and drop another 50, 50 uh, burger. They're going to drop a couple 40 burgers in uh, in lieu of our 40 burger this week. Yeah, what's, what's hilarious is, you know, Joyce, you don't see her in there often. And when she does come through, she's just a blessing to everybody. Yeah, just, it's just like, what in just the world? Just sprinkles it on there. Yeah, we appreciate it. We really do, man. It's just – no better way than to help other people for oh, sure. For sure. End it with this. Paul Robertson said, "How about that? A sixty-five minute show? Sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent. That's what we."
There you go. We're out of here, guys. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle, the defensive end, if he's over, if he's back, you drive down the first man to his inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. Exactly. No one goes. You're right by them and feel good back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, all the way around. So look at this play. We'll be trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.